Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hold on. Oh I'm my god, he's my, texting yeah. right at the st It's like we didn't uh, know we were gonna press these yeah. buttons. <laughs> we knew we were pressing the buttons, they didn't surprise Snaxton. Uh, um, friendly reminder before we get started fuck the Supreme Court. True, fuck the Every Supreme Court. Every day, Eat shit. they fucking. are. It's a judicial coup by Christian theocrats, and <clears> as <throat> painful as it is, guys. You'll probably have to vote for some Democrats yeah, this year. You should definitely go vote for not fascists. The one it's pretty clear the ones who say all the mean, horrible, hateful stuff don't vote for. They them. all suck so bad. I know every I hate one the of fucking them. Democrats every, too. Like, how do you like not one person? Like not one good I know. person. I know. <coughs> it's it's fucking shocking. Did you <clears throat> see those videos? There was a couple that came out at the same time. One was, I think, the um, it was the Wyoming House of Representatives debate, and then another one was was it Florida? It was it was like a local kind of thing, but they were had like televised debates, and like they're being lunatics. Really, and they're like, it's funny watching the stage because they each are trying to out-crazy each other, and they're not good at defending yeah, from even yeah. crazier flanks. That's and fair. so they're, like, you know, really stuck on how to fucking fight each other. And it's, uh... And people will just openly vote for fucking conspiracy theorists, like, the like dumbest white piece of shit more. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. You're not God. even hiding it anymore. Like, it's... Yes. Like, literally after uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned at a Trump rally... They had a speaker who said this is like a wonderful day for white life, dude. Like they just <laughs> said it at the fucking on TV. Yeah, everything. Ooh, fucking white nationalists is gonna be the downfall of this country. Uh, it has been the it, downfall yeah. of this country. Oh and God. you know what's weird is Clarence Thomas seems to kind of be. Yeah, one? yeah. What are you fucking doing? My, the all my. <laughs> It's funny being on Facebook and watching all my friends of color call Clarence Thomas slurs. I'm just like, oh, shit. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Everybody's letting off yeah, on him, but he fucking, totally fucking deserves it. Yeah, he's it. a fucking asshole. I can't uh, believe he, after the goddamn overturning, is like, I think we should go after gay marriage. I'm like, really, motherfucker? Fuck like, you. You can't let your evil just Dude, coincide, that's the thing. Like, they, reside for one day. Yeah, they're like full on. Legislating from the bench, they're, yeah. They're like, yeah. They're reversing fucking everything, and it even like surprises me how flagrant and sweeping it was. Like, you know, everybody talked about the Roe v. Wade thing. You know what? A lot of people didn't talk about what that Border Patrol was granted full yeah, jurisdiction yeah, yeah. within a hundred miles of all borders, which is makes them the most powerful federal force in the U.S. government, <clears throat> which is alarming. Alarming. That's, yeah, that's an issue. The fucking which is also the same. Uh, group of federal government that has the highest Trump support. Yeah, So if, like, full-on fascist wing of the military, or the U.S. government, that's one. And then they had that one where they overturned two-year-old precedent that even a right-wing judge had voted for, where they gave uh, states the rights over native lands, instead of, like, them not being subject to the yeah, states' rights. Yeah. So they reversed that shit. That was a horrible one. 
And then the EPA one, everyone was bummed because they're like, oh, this means we can't regulate the air. But, like, what the Supreme Court decided was federal agency. So, like, the way we our federal government works is we build these federal agencies to have jurisdiction over specific things so that they can build expertise and experience with it. And then individual legislators don't have to know every fucking detail about yeah. every little fucking thing. But the Supreme Court ruled now that they they can't interpret anything. Their job is solely to do what is written down exclusively. So, like, you know how we talk about the ATF just makes yeah, up its mind? Yeah. Done. Gone. <laughs> really? But this is every federal agency. So they just completely fucking hamstrung the entire federal government. We need a fucking... They just turned the government dude, off. Dude. With a button. <laughs> I can't fucking believe... And everybody, you know, like, the Roe v. Wade one is horrible. But I was like, <clears throat> guys, every day was really yeah, bad. Yeah, not good. I was watching somebody talk about, um, talk about, you know, why all this is happening all at once. And uh, <clears throat> they were describing it as when a, when a really sick person is about to die, suddenly yes. they'll get better yeah. and seem like they're perfectly fine. Yes. And then they're about to, then they die unexpectedly. And uh, I think he was talking about how, like, yeah, this is their kind of like death surge. Yeah. Like, they are, they are trying to destroy they, as much as possible because they know that the numbers are against them. But yeah, they're, yeah. they're about to go down. There's not so. enough fucking shitty white Christian voters yeah. forever as to maintain their power. <sighs> and in God. fact, they haven't actually had enough people to maintain power for like 20 years, but they have already rigged it yeah. in their support. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck them. It's insane, dude. Fuck them. I'm like, I've been anxious all fucking week. I just like can't believe it. Yeah, no, like, it's this. this is... uh... And then the most ominous thing of this whole fucking thing, they just picked up one that would determine states having jurisdiction over elections. So all that Trump idea shit that ha during the 2020 election about like the state just overturning the their yeah, uh, yeah, electors yeah. No. like that's what they're dude, fucking they're, they're dude, literally about to green light that this shit. whole this whole uh, <gasps> this whole giving rights back to the state there's oh my god there's a reason it was given to the feds like like we I couldn't was, handle yeah, it it's not it didn't go it didn't well work. yeah it didn't work so why do it again i fucking can't <laughs> believe it so yeah when i found out they were picking up that like legal case i i like almost kind of had a panic attack because i was like that's it Dude, that literally is it here. like if if it's a close election that year and it's like desantis or trump running they'll do it yeah they'll no, do absolutely. it they'll fucking steal the election and we will be in like a full-on like autocracy in two years <laughs> what do i do how do i play my life the fucking damage. i don't know what to do i wanted to buy a house i can't buy a house if, if fucking gotta leave dog. i don't know yeah gotta seriously leave. So that's why I'm moving closer to Canada. Yeah, I'm honestly, I just need to get big and so I can just go wherever the fuck I want and not worry about it. I need you to get famous yeah, so that so, you can carry yeah. me <laughs> along with you. <laughs> I will carry you with me wherever I yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. We need to, we gotta get out of here. Every time I listen to our, our latest episodes and listening to them, I'm like, oh, I was meaning to say this, or like, this is what I was talking about, or that reminds me of this, and then we start recording and I can't remember ever. I, I, gotta, no. start, I gotta start writing them down. Yeah, writing stuff down I love does seem like a pretty Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love looking at the front page of Reddit and like, like, uh, why would Satan burn you in hell for disobeying the same God he disobeyed? That's a dumb question because they think that Satan is in charge of hell. Yeah, he's not. He's, he's not, no, yeah. There. Yeah, and also, but also like, you know, what if he's just yeah. being tortured endlessly yeah. too? What if it what just if, sucks? What for if the his devil life too? is a living hell down there? 
But frankly, all it sounds like based off of the Christian rules, almost everybody I know would be in hell. Yeah, that's I might true. as well suffer with the homies. Yeah. I don't really want to live I in love heaven the, with like Mormons. Fuck no. <laughs> no. One thing I think about the Mormon religion is all right um, is there's not really like people don't really go to hell in the Mormon religion. There's like a bad place, but it's for yeah. like Judas Isn't and it? shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like you yeah. go to a place, it's like it's not great, but you know, it's not. You know, not getting tortured for eternity. You know, My hope all right, cool. for the afterlife is that everybody who picked a system gets their system, and then we don't have to hang out with any of this yeah. shitty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'd I had, be fine. Speaking of Mormons, yesterday I uh, was asleep, and then there was a knock on my door, and it woke me up, and I was like, fucking okay okay so i looked at the people and there's two girls standing there and i'm like oh shit okay so i opened the door and they're wearing some fucking dresses so, that, that are, are pretty little house on pretty the suspect yeah. and i was like all right i think i know where this is going and i was like i opened the door and like poked my head out and i was i just woken up so i was like squinting and like, <laughs> like kind of pissed off and they were like and you could tell they were nervous because um, it's obvious they had woken me up, and I don't look—I don't exactly look like the nicest person alive. And uh, they were like, "Oh uh, yeah, we're just you know wanting to talk to you about uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ." Oh yeah. Blah, blah. And I was like Latter Day Saints, and she was like, "Oh yeah." And I was like, "I'm good." And they <laughs> shut the door. <laughs> uh, and I was like sitting there, and I was like, <sighs> I, I was—I was thinking about like just like talking to them, like me and like because. Those are kids that are like I was. I'm part of the ex Mormon subreddit. Yeah. So like I've read a lot about missionaries and like they're kids who are like basically, you know, taken away from their house and their family and they yeah. gotta go do this. I, I don't didn't understand know that why the you... women in Mormon church ever did the missionary church. I, like I honestly, it's the first time I've ever I've, seen them yeah. come to my door. And, I always uh, see the Mormon boys in yeah, their white, white button ups and black pants. Yeah, and so I was like, I was like sitting there and I was like. I was too tired to think of it at the time, but I should have been like, okay, like, I don't give a fuck about your religion, but, like, do you want to, like, call your parents or, like, do you want someone to drink yeah, or something honestly, like that? Like, just been, like, nice That's to true, because they're, they're fucking only, kids, They're man. only like, allowed to, like, write a yeah, letter yeah, yeah, yeah. on the holidays yeah, so and shit. I didn't make, Which, they're like, how can you fucking justify dude, that as yeah, anything but weird, creepy shit to do? Like... Well, we're going to specifically isolate the ch children. Yeah, and oh, wait. so what the fuck? I, I like I need to make it a point next time. Man, I like, should have brought that up in the Mormon episode. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. when they when they come to my door, I need to make it a point to like not be an asshole and be like, hey, you want to call your mom or like your dad or something with my phone? And then I shut the door on them and I walked back inside and I went to lay down and it was weird because they like disappeared because like. I sat there for a minute, and I was like, fuck. So I went outside to look for him, because I was going to tell him, like, hey, don't go to the apartment complex across the fence. It's not safe for yeah. you over there. You're two 17-year-old girls. Yeah. Like, don't go over there. It's a bad fucking spot. Because um, there's not really any bad spots in Lawrence, except that fucking yeah. apartment complex. And it's so funny, because, like, none of the riffraff spills into my complex. It all stays watch it like over there. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Crazy. It all stays over there. So I went to go find... I couldn't... They, like, disappeared. I don't know where the fuck they went. Like... I, I would imagine they were going to knock on everyone's door, but I guess they just knocked on mine. They're but... like, there's no God here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is truly maybe, a house of sinners. Maybe my door was the first one, and that like set the tone. They're like, no, let's no, go. <laughs> not the right mind. Yeah. <laughs> one time in like November, the it was you know like a Saturday, chilling at home by myself. I've been I was on hella high alert because I lived next to that chop shop. Yeah, meth yeah, heads, yeah. and and for a long time like fucking drug addicts would knock on my door to ask for someone else's drugs. Yeah, naturally. So I was, you know, fucking on high alert, opened the door, this guy's like, 
Christian, blah, blah. Uh, is there anyone I can say a prayer for you today? And I was like, <laughs> like I'm like looking around, like, are you sure? No. I was like, no. Yeah, I'm absolutely. good. He's yeah. like, you want a turkey? I'm like, what? what I just closed. Yeah. I didn't even respond. I was like, stop. Dude, I'm good. Was like, What's happening? Thanks, man. Uh, totally unrelated, but really one of the last things I'm living for at this point, so keep an eye on me, is we are nine days from the deepest photo ever taken of the universe oh yeah dude from the james webb telescope we have been talking about this on the podcast for like a year and a half (laughs) like season three we're talking about the james webb telescope going out now it's out it's set up it's taking pictures and we're gonna need to fucking see it and i'm gonna just cry so tight for the few scientists who have seen a sneak peek this is from mashable.com the new snapshots have inspired profound existential experiences and left some on the verge of tears it's an emotional moment when you see nature suddenly releasing some of its secrets. It's not an image. It's a new worldview. Oh, my. I got goosebumps, dude. <laughs> dude, I can't real. imagine being, like, the first person to see those photos. I like, know. Oh, man. Oh, oh my. I hope one day I'm reincarnated as someone smart enough to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, it's like when the Hubble Deep field picture came out yeah. you know that was its own thing yeah. and that picture looked like dog shit yeah. now <laughs> and it's amazing you know i i cannot wait it's so crazy to me that the hubble was in the 90s i know it's i'm forever like now. yeah i feel like i just to me it's like it's I'm, been the telescope yeah the whole yeah and i'm just like i, f- I thought it was i thought that's just how you sooner. took a picture of yeah. space so did i and it's like you no know, that shit was in the 90s like back when we didn't have dick for technology it's still it got a great picture though i mean fucking for the 90s, at least, it, the deep field picture is, that's crazy, man. It really puts it in perspective. You're just like, that's yeah, that's everything this that's is, out this there. This was the ultra deep field picture. They had it in the article. Yeah. Look at that. <clears throat> Dog shit. And that was that was them picking the darkest spot in the sky. Yeah, yeah. You know? We're going to do that shit, and we're going to see fucking <sighs> Aliens' face. You can't wait for I know, it, for dude. That, that is something I'm very excited about. Something to look forward to. Positive news. <laughs> this godforsaken fucking... Uh, godforsaken dystopian life. early chapters yeah. that we're living. I hate it here, dude. I know. Um, who goes first this week? Uh, let me see. We covered my... I went first last time. You covered Obi-Wan Nairobi second, right? Pretty sure. Uh, what'd you cover last time? Hell's Angels production where all those people died. Filming no, I thought I went first last time. I don't I'm know. almost certain I okay. went first last time. I believe you. Yeah. I, sure. I'm, I'm like almost certain I did. I don't remember. Um, so It's you, that I smoke a lot of marijuana. Yeah, marijuana. Yeah. So, uh, do you know, oh, no, we can't. <sighs> we must banter more. I demand mm. more banter because we had an assignment for each other. Did you follow through? <laughs> no. No. Piece <laughs> listen, of shit. Listen, I, last, Piece of last shit. Night. I even fucking bothered you to the last Dude, day. last night I was a... Uh, uh, Twat. So, That's why you wanted to get started. So, well, actually, I kind of forgot. But, um... <sighs> sorry. I just, for some reason, can't never... Every time we start talking, my throat's like... We're, we're, we're backing up now. We wake up. Um, so... <clears throat> Uh, the new season, the new episodes of Stranger Things came out, so I've been oh, watching. Oh, did they those. like do a delayed? So the last, se- I don't know if it's the last season, but um, they released like 
four or five episodes, and then they released two more, and that's the last two, and they're like an hour and something long. Oh, um, okay. so that and I got occupied with fucking Cuphead. I've been playing Cuphead for the first oh, time. Oh, that game's hard. Infuriating. Infuriating. Yeah, I, I spent like half an hour on one boss last night. It was fucking awful. That's I hated nothing, it. Honestly. Hated it. I spent like four hours. <laughs> yeah, beat, it's, it's so e- bad. Each boss on the Elden Ring. <laughs> I, I finally beat Elden Ring, and it took and it's like I just had to sit down and fucking <clears throat> wail on Dude, it, Dude, yeah, over and I, over. That's right. how I feel about Cuphead. Right it's now. so fun though, because by the end, like you know, you're fighting these like gods, and like I've learned the moves so well at that yeah, point. Yeah. So I'm like, they, you know, they shoot this like giant beam from space from their sword, and I'm just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, jump from the sky to land on me, and I like take one Eat step shit. forward. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> I, uh, and so last night at like 4 a.m., I got done playing video games, and I went to the living room, and I went and got food, and I was about to eat, and I was like. Oh shit! I gotta watch a movie, and yeah. so I went to look at it. It was two hours long, and I was like, "It's even longer." It's I was like, forty-five. Like, I, like, I can't have a Natural Born Killers night again. Like where it's like <laughs> seven a.m. and I'm like up watching this movie, and I'm fucking exhausted. I just couldn't do it. I'm yeah, two thirty-six. I'm sorry. Shame I, on you. I promise I'll watch. I watched that <laughs> shit. At the movie you told me to at night, and it was very Dude. spooky. <laughs> yeah, was, I watched the last fifteen minutes squinting because I was yeah, like, it's, "It's too scary. It's terrifying, I can't right? take all this in." My other buddy. Who watches? I mean, that dude will sit there like and work his forty-hour-a-week job at home just watching horror movies the whole time. He's seen every horror movie that exists, that's and he's I like, feel. "That movie spooked me." I was dude. like, "Damn, uh, it really was." <laughs> that's how I feel because like I watch horror movies. That's all. That's all I watch. I don't watch anything else. So I've seen just fucking every horror movie that's worth you the have. shit, and. So like and you that, saw Enderman, yeah, or, or uh, the Slenderman, yeah, yeah. And so that movie, I'm like, I'm like. It was fucking terrifying. Like that 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 part where Charlotte's stuck in room four oh two and she's like against the door and she keeps looking back yes. and that thing is oh standing my there, dude. God, yeah. I hate and dude, every time their like faces turn to black and it's like yeah, dude, yeah, it's horrible. Oh, I hated I, that. I, it was at the point where I was like, I can't even look dude, at it. I hate it. I, I, I hate it. I gotta yeah. look away. That's, it was, and, uh, and that was like something I didn't expect either. Because I like you know you you kind of forget they have those GoPros attached to their face, and then like so while I loved how it yeah, was me filmed. too. Yeah, so while they're running through that woods, and then she fucking just like stops, and Charlotte's like, "Hey, oh, what's going on?" God. Oh, fucking oh my scary, god, dude. I hated that. Terrifying. I, the uh, it was cool because. Spoilers. The like, you know that it's a trick. Yeah. For a lot of it. Yeah. But it's like as soon as they in the trick find out it's not like it. It kicks off like so fast, and it is horrifying. I'm just like, oh man, it's Dude, going real fuck. bad. Yeah. Like, you know. And I, uh, man, it's 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 a good movie. It's like I think they it did is. a perfect like because I'd been seeing it for a while. It was, and I was like, what I liked about it is because they're in a crowd. Yeah, and they're and the way the movie's filmed is like it is a, a live streamed event, and there's a lot of them and there's too. a lot. So there's that's like the thing. There's a them. bunch of people with a bunch of cameras and a yeah. bunch of lights, and so you feel like that security from it. Yeah, but it's still so and even, fucking spooky. even oh, the and dude in ho- at, at the home base who was like, oh, you think his, he's safe? That I'm guy like, was a lunatic. Dude, he's out too. of his mind. When he <laughs> when they're at like nine hundred and eighty thousand watchers, right? And he's going for a million. <clears throat> and it's climbing steadily and they're like we gotta get out of here and he's like no. strapping up and he's gonna run there to go in and I'm like simply by the time you're there yeah, you'll you be at a million you're good just dog. chill and I think I think part of that too was like he was like you have to go like if you haven't seen the movie there's this big thing about this room it's called like I think it's the room 4 or 2 yeah, or something like is. that 
and it's like nobody has ever made it inside. Yeah, people have tried to get inside, and they've ended up dying or killing themselves, and nobody's ever made it inside. So his whole thing was like, we're going to be the first persons inside this room, no matter what it takes. And it's funny because like we're talking about the movie Gonjiam Haunted Asylum. Yeah, so by the he way. like he so everyone's like, fuck this, like I'm out, dog. Like I'm good. Which I I'm love. Not yeah, doing yeah. It. And, <laughs> and, which is good for I, them. Whenever movies like have ghosts that are acknowledged, and yeah. people are like, I no. simply won't. Uh, yeah, do it. yeah. Those are the people I relate to. <laughs> so uh, he's like, this is fucking like he straps up and gets all his camera stuff, and he's running to the asylum, and he stops. And he looks into the window, oh. and there's, like, a fucking, like... I couldn't even tell I'd, what I was seeing. It looked like it looked One of like the, it was, like, a patient, like, that, yeah, like yeah. writhing around. And he's like, what the fuck is that? And just keeps <laughs> running. I'm like, what do you mean, dude? <laughs> My God! Yeah, and, I'm like, and I'm like, also, you have a fucking drone. Go fly that bitch I, through I the know, window. Like, I know. Go through, fly I through the window. I was baffled. Dude, yeah, the whole Room 402 scene was... was like terrifying, too, where it's just, like, there's no door. You get inside, there's no door or anything like that. And I think they did, like, a really good job when the leader, the captain, dies where he's inside room 402 and that girl, like, That, that floats, scene was uh, yeah. so, Dude. so gripping and awful. And when he's, like, I hate every time in that movie when they're using the infrared camcorder to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, I like that one scene when the three of them are in room 402 <laughs> And the one guy has the camera, and they don't see what he's looking yeah. at. But every time he sees it, he's like, "Oh!" And then all the other people are like, "Oh, like, God damn it!" <laughs> just and like knowing the, that he's seen something, the like, hands, Fuck. the hands coming oh, over their face was, and yeah. stuff like that. I really, very well done. Movie. I really like the way they like, and like you said in the beginning, where they're like, "Oh, you know, it's a joke. You know, we the ritual, we we fake that, blah 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 blah." And then you can tell shit gets real because the the two that are in on it like finally tell the others like we faked all this and but this is real yeah. this is all real we need to get out of here yeah I love that scene yeah. too it was a great movie uh, never highly recommend I would never watch it again dude it's it's uh, it's yeah I watched Extremely it the same time when I was still like yeah this is is this is very terrifying. is there a real Gonjiam Asylum is there I wonder I was wondering where they got it was that CNN list was real that article yeah. that they mentioned in it really yeah. Uh, patients started dying mysteriously at the hospital some 10 years ago, forcing its dis- uh, closure. Uh, they don't have nearly as much details in the article. They don't really say. Huh. I'll have to read more about that. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, I wonder if it is a real place. Uh, I fucking going in there. Well, you Even need to watch The movie. Wailing, you absolute whore. I know, I'm sorry. Um, And we can talk about it when you do. Okay. And then I will start. I'll go first. Yeah, by all means. I think. We're doing a nautical-themed episode, and we forgot to put all the nautical sounds on the board Fuck. again. I'm going to be so late to work. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week's... Yeah, so we're doing actually pretty different stories about ship disasters, that being said. They sound really different, which is cool. Um, if you follow this podcast, you probably know that ships are rife with disaster opportunities, as mm-hmm. we've seen at the Halifax and the Kuznetsov. And I thought there was another one, but I couldn't remember what it was. Uh, but this one I'm talking about, it takes place during World War II, so at least won't probably be about people doing the dumbest things possible, like we always cover in the 20s and 30s. Um, it's July 1945, and the Nazis have already surrendered, and the world in the U.S. is pivoting to, to end the ongoing war in Japan. We're going to follow the USS Indianapolis, a heavy cruiser with nine cannons, three float planes, and 1,300 crew. It's a big ship. Um, and in March of this year before, the ship had actually been struck by a kamikaze pilot in the Pacific, forcing it to go to California for repairs. Damn. Many of the crew thought they would be waiting out the rest of the war there, but High Command had different plans. Damn. 
I know, dude. <laughs> fuck, fuck. <laughs> uh, at this time, the Indianapolis is given a top secret mission to Tinian Island to, des- to deliver approximately half of the entire world's supply of enriched uranium-235, as well as other critical components to assemble the little boy nuclear bomb that would later be dropped on Hiroshima. No one on the ship knows what they are transporting, but if you read some interviews, a couple of them could probably figure I'd it out. Like, dude, I'd be like... They're, they're like, it's a crate the size of like a 55-gallon drum, and it weighs four yeah. tons. They're like, okay. Mm, <laughs> a little suspicious. <laughs> I always wonder, like, people like, uranium has two million calories, and I'm just like, what if I ate it? What would happen? <laughs> you would just die. If theoretically saying I could survive that, what would ingesting two million calories do to me? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, the ship transports this all the way to the island with uh, two armed guards standing around the crate 24-7 until it is taken off the ship. Are they which, wearing any kind of protection? No. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah no. There. <laughs> <laughs> if you read uh, stories from the 40s, that the, the way we treated fucking uh, yeah. radioactive material was just... Without care. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, after dropping off the components... The ship was sent to Okinawa to train for a potential invasion of Japan, which would have been a fucking nightmare. Yeah, fuck yeah. I know. And these dudes are like, please let us go home. Please, God. I don't want to invade Japan. Um, On July 30th, just after midnight, as the Indianapolis cruised through the dark, placid waters of the Pacific, it is struck by two torpedoes, one in the bow bow, and the other midship that hit 3,500 gallons of avgas stored on the boat. Um, these were launched from a Japanese submarine. Nice. Super weird fact, unrelated kind of. The submarine that had been uh, hit them had actually been built as a way to test out an experimental torpedo design called the Kaiten. It was a manned torpedo with a small gun on the top designed as a suicide weapon. The Japanese launched several of these against ships. Dude, the Japanese would... and their suicide weapons. Dude. Uh, Kamikaze? They that... were, like, steering these things themselves Dude. under the ships and blowing them up. Fuck. Oh, Jesus. I was like... You couldn't pay me enough, I, I, I couldn't... Like... I was like... I'd never really heard about them. Yeah, me neither. I, I, all that, the shit I know, I'd never really heard about Absolutely them. Looney Tunes, though, to oh, me. <laughs> yes. They had mixed efficacy, Dude. for sure. Because they were really... They're not fast, like torpedoes, and they were super susceptible to being destroyed. Yeah, and know? I can also imagine, like, a torpedo with a driver's hole on the top dude, of it's it, it's like dude. a port, and, like, it has a little cannon on it. Like, it looks ridiculous. Yeah, it, uh, what's it? The Kai-10? Is that what it's yeah, called? Yeah, I'll show you. I can't imagine it's... Uh, it's aerodynamic no no yeah this is what it looks like look at that it looks like a child's drawing yeah. <laughs> of, a, of a submarine <laughs> yeah it's What's so weird fuck? yeah that so looks ridiculous. weird um very last ditch thing to do for sure uh these however were normal uh, torpedoes that they just shot at him he actually fired six torpedoes and hit him oh, with two. Nice. the strikes were devastating blowing two huge holes in the side of the ship Extra top-loaded with armaments, the ship began to list quickly, and in only 12 minutes, the ship completely rolled over and sank. Holy shit. With all that uranium in it? No, they'd already dropped oh, it off. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, no, we built the bomb. I was going to say, oh, no. <laughs> uh, one man stayed on the bridge attempting to send an SOS until literally the very last moment, and he went down with the ship. What a baller. Of the 1,195 crewmen present, nearly 300 go down uh, in the initial sinking. The attack being so quickly devastating, there was little time to deploy lifeboats, bo- and much of the cre- crew, Jesus Christ, was set adrift, many without life jackets. Also, back then, they didn't have as many lifeboats. Life yeah, the ship yeah. was overstuffed with guns and people. They, yeah. they just like, ah, just don't sink. Um, so, and um, 
that's not even the fucking main disaster. The ship sinking is the start of these people's problems. Most of the crew expected a quick rescue as they hadn't been that far from many Navy assets in the area, and it would be four days before their rescue. So now 900 men are floating in a gooey pile of oil in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, many injured, many without flotation assistance. Jesus. Uh, from History.com, Seaman First Class Lyle Umenhofer reports trying to swim away from the oil, and it was such a large slick, he said that he reported still swimming by 6 a.m., still in the oil, Dude. without a life jacket. Dude. So he swam for five and a half hours Fuck in a no. fucking oil <clears throat> spill. No. And that is day one. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Uh, at first, the men tried to stay together, and those with the boats tried their best to help others float, but there's a careful balance to be maintained so that the rafts didn't sink and everybody fucking goes under. After the initial sinking, there's a decent amount of bodies in the water, uh, as one would expect, much to the delight of the burgeoning local shark population. For the first day or so, the sharks feasted on the dead, while the survivors could do nothing but listen and watch in dismay. Jesus. And the many and That's people tough. they had they had to like some of them had been like protecting bodies, you know, for recovery, but because of the sharks, they just like pushed them out. Which one's yours? Is this one mine? Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> they had to just push out their comrades to appease the sharks god damn i dude, know that's tough i know <laughs> that's tough um eventually though the shark's attention would be turned to those still living jesus men attempted to pound the water and kick and strike the sharks the man would draw cl drew closer to each other in a feeble attempt to fight the sharks together but when the shark would attack someone it caused a bunch of thrashing and blood in the area which would draw more sharks to the fuck, area bro. so people would like fuck off you know if someone was getting attacked which is Awful. Yeah, that's... Uh, dude. Pure fucking random chance. The famous drunken monologue about black eyes, like a doll's eyes, in Jaws is about this. Oh, incident. really? No yeah, shit. he was... A, in the story, he's a survivor of that uh, sinking. And, uh, yeah, now, it makes a lot of sense now. Yeah, I, I was like, I understand a biblical hate yeah. for sharks after that. <laughs> yeah. To feel nothing about slaughtering yeah, them. And yeah, and just fucking murdering them. Uh, weird thing about the Jaws movie, if you read the book, it's like mostly about this dude getting his wife fucked by someone else. It's like a little bit about the shark. <laughs> it's a lot about his cheating wife. Like, I was like, do something. I remember with, reading yeah. this and being like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do a lot of that. Uh, they were like making the movie like, yeah, just turn down the wife fucking. It's way yeah, too big. Yeah. The shark was a great the, plot. Look at the shark we yeah, built. Yeah. We can't just have this about wife fucking. Um, the sharks attacked the most in the night. Uh, during the day, the men burned under the unrelenting sun and thirsted desperately as supplies were limited uh, and they were only able to scrounge, you know, scraps off of what had floated up yeah. from the ship being sunk. Is that my phone or your phone that just vibrated? I don't I think uh, your mine probably. I was say, yeah, that was yeah, a long mine. vibrate. It was. Yeah. Um, after the second day, desperation sat in. Uh, some men drank seawater, despite the few surviving doctors' desperate pleas to not do so. And it, it, one of them, I remember it's got watching oil in it. I mean, not even and that. Seawater, it's sea water. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, like they uh, describe like how they would, you know, just take a sip to make their mouth not as dry, yeah. and they would just like over time kind of start doing that more and more. And if you guys don't know, seawater doesn't hydrate yeah, you. It, yeah, it does the opposite, a lot of sense. Actually, yeah. yeah. 
And uh, one man, one doctor actually attempted to treat or um, not treat, rather prevent more sunburn by encouraging them to cover their skin in the floating oil because it was better than that's fucking fair. Yeah, yeah. Being more Baking dehydrated. Yeah, yeah. Which, oh my god, they're like, just use the oil spill. If it burns, I, we're fucked dude, anyway. I can't even just. I like this is day two. I can't imagine. No, I can't imagine. No, I would fucking. I just saw this post on Reddit of this boater picking up this guy uh in the middle of the sea and like like two three miles from land like and it's the middle of the night and he's like what's up dude he's like my kayak fucking got a hole in it and it sank and i've been just trying to uh, like get back to the shore and i've been like screaming at boats but nobody will stop and like it was just like random chance that that dude picked him up helpless and i was like floating in the dark as people swim past or like boat past yeah. you and you're just like you have nothing i would like i he didn't I, have any like life preserver or anything it's just enough swimming. to make you go insane dude. what a like, fucking nightmare the helplessness of like in the ocean just like looking each way and there's just nothing and I like mean, a boat passing and you yelling yeah. and them not hearing you and it's like you you when you're swimming to stay alive like you can't stop moving yeah. your body for one fucking second and you just die i would i would imagine like Floating on your back would help, kinda, until you hit really like choply waters. I mean, but I imagine the sea, you know, being salty, you'd yeah. be a little more buoyant than you would in <laughs> fresh water. But still, like, treading water sucks, man. Me and my brother used to have, uh, like, competitions who could tread water longer. I always won because I was a lifeguard for, like, five years. So, nice. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a, it's a pain in the ass. It is. Uh, so, but anyway, yeah, they get the oil on the skin. The seawater obviously only served to dehydrate the men more, and in the blazing Pacific sun, many started to hallucinate. Fuck. One survivor's story that I couldn't find an exact source for, but I remembered it from a History Channel documentary back when they showed history. Yeah. Uh, like on, it was like 16 years ago. Described how one man, after drinking seawater for a day, hallucinated like an island in broad daylight, and he's like, uh, all we got to do is swim over there and then we're good. And he starts swimming out there. And so powerful was his delusion that others reported seeing the same thing. And a group of them together just all swam out into the open sea to a shared mirage. Dude, like... And were never seen again. Sh- uh, literally, the guy that you were just talking about showed up on my Reddit feed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's him. Um, but also, like, the the power... I always wondered how, like, shared illusions, like... I think maybe it's, like... You just hear the idea and, and your brain's, and like, your brain's like, good. like, that's good. That's you like great. that. We yeah, like that. yeah. Let's, let's, I love yeah. that. Fuck, man. Um. So, yeah, those guys all just fucking swim to their deaths. They, uh, and then, let's see, oh yeah, another story that I actually did find, I talked about this guy, he was like treading water, and he's like, oh, I smell food in the galley, and it's just, it's just right below us, and he just like swims straight down, and he's to get eaten by sharks. Fuck, bro. I know. Dude, ruthless. And that guy, I'm like, was he even hallucinating? He might, he might just just like, like, I'm calling it, boys. Yeah, see you later. Uh, hot tip, read the Goodread reviews, Goodread's reviews of a book about a thing that you want to learn about to get sweet excerpts without buying the book and reading. oh really nice yeah a lot of the nice. reviews were like oh this story this story this story yeah. i was like perfect <laughs> you fucking losers thank you um every night the temperature would drop and more exhausted dehydrated men would eventually succumb to exhaustion or hypothermia and slip in the sea to promptly be eaten by sharks uh, men, meanwhile, the life preservers many men were using were relying on to rest their weary muscles grew waterlogged, rendering them useless, Fuck. resorting yeah to more men having to swim for their survival or just die. 
By the third day, hallucinations only grew. Uh, more people drinking seawater, more people baking in the sun. Some men had been armed with knives and started to, like, fight others or, like, slash the boat to kill themselves. And, like, people had to yeet them off the Dude, boat really? to Fuck, die. Bro. I know. And it's like... I don't know. You can't even be mad at them. Like you've gone, Dude, we've gone yeah, insane. Yeah, we've yeah. Fried, like eggs. You're fucking. Your brain's fried. Yeah, you're you have no you've been water floating food. in oil for like fucking. Yeah, dude. And so, um, that that but that is so harrowing to like be a survivor later and be like, yeah, I had to push yeah. him because he'd kill us all. He'd fuck, he was gonna kill us all. Yeah. On the fourth day of their nearly endless suffering, a PV one doing a routine patrol spotted the men floating. They radioed a nearby Catalina flying boat, which radioed nearby ships, and the crew of the flying boat voted to set down to rescue as many men as they could, yeah. despite standing orders to not land in open sea, because there's enemies around. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Plus, uh, those boats need pretty flat seas to land in, and they risked it. Like, they really risked it to get good, down to these But good guys. for a dude. Yeah. Fucking. Imagine flying over and be like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> I, I don't want to. Um, the Catalina dropped boats and water and uh, loaded up the plane. Uh, so, unfortunately, some of the boats landed too far away. Oh, Others shit. just broke up when and they hit the fucking water. Damn. Some were fine, but like, fuck, seeing those land far away would be horrible. Dude, the, I wonder who the guy would, the one of the guys that's like, you know what, you guys go ahead, just, I'll, I'll wait here, yeah. come back for me, fucking hard. There was hard. one guy who had a little story about as he was swimming to the plane, he saw, he felt a shark brush his leg, yeah. and he was like, not the, fucking yeah. now, <laughs> not fucking now. Uh, honestly, I think in the universe, no man would be harder to kill than him. Yeah, he's like, dude. Uh, uh. <laughs> shit, dude. Uh, so once the inside was full, they lashed men to the wing with the paracord. Do what you got to do. Whatever you got to do, fly to the be, Phoenix yeah, style. I would be one of those guys, and I'm like, just can I, you get me on the top, yeah, dude? I don't yeah. give a fuck. Tie me to the wing, bro. I don't. Fuck. People used to do it all the time yeah. back in the 20s, bro. I don't care. Uh, they ended up taking a total of 56 men, uh, which. I mean, it just sucked to fucking, like, have to leave those dudes Dude, like that. yeah. By the time it left, though, the first of what would be seven rescue ships arrived. Uh, many of the men, as they were pulled out of the sea, saw huge chunks of their skin slough off from being, like, soaked with seawater oh for days. Yeah. Like, it, they would be pulled out and be, like, degloved. I can't. Oh. Oh. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Uh, in total, only 316 of the initial 900 who survived the sinking survived after. Two men would actually die in the hospital shortly after the rescue, which weirdly is kind of the saddest part of the whole story. To it's me. A, dude, it's like what we were just talking, what we were talking about with like the the holding out and like getting that burst of energy yeah. and then dying. It's like you held out to the end, and it's like. Maybe it's... An, At maybe, least I didn't get eaten by sharks. Yeah, I say, it's oh. one of the... <laughs> <laughs> That's all he needed. He's like, if I fought it out to the end, I can die in a comfortable place. Yeah, that ain't bad. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, the shark's kill range, range is widely reported. Obviously, it's the kind of thing that is going to be, like, really seized upon. Um, some survivors reported never seeing a shark, while others described many fierce encounters... It seems I don't know how far apart they were all floating, That's but you didn't see too. any sharks. Yeah, come you on. See, you watch that whole crew get eaten, and like, there's one. They had one story about where they put these like ten dudes on this like a net that they had suspended around rafts, and the sharks came up through the net and ate everybody. Dude, really? and I was like, how could anybody else not see the sharks? I'm also, they must have been pretty spread. Also, out. like these sharks are like. 
Like, people, uh, whenever, like, you talk about shark attacks, people are always like, oh, but not as many people die as sharks. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. They usually leave you alone. There's a lot These, of speculation yeah. about what sharks there were. That's what I, Some like, think it was because of, like, shark, uh, like tiger sharks, which are, like, the most vicious. Oh, okay. And also, there was just so many dead bodies in the area, like, just getting them riled up. I guess that's fair, Plus, too. I was thinking if they were on the net, suspended over the water, they would look like a seal from yeah, underneath. Like, how that. they always attack surfboarders. <clears throat> and, 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 and surfers. like... If there's a ton of dead bodies, then if there's a ton of dead bodies, then everybody's just gonna be a dead yeah, body to a shark. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, plus all the thrashing and being terrified all the time. Uh, but yeah, so estimates of those directly killed by sharks ranges from like a few dozen to a hundred and fifty, depending yeah, on how sensational. Bro, Either dozen. way, though, it is still the largest shark attack in history, no yes. matter what the estimate is. They probably like, like told all their homies too. They're like. There's some food over here, dude. dude. This yeah. is the best food we've ever seen out here. Um, and the sharks definitely ate their dead friends, which yeah. is terrible it's, in itself. Yeah, horrifying. Like, those men had to like at least watch that. Dude, I can't like I can't imagine like what one watching your homies get eaten by sharks, and like you said, the dude who just swam at the bottom of the like Brutal. watching that guy do that. I like I wouldn't how do you recover? watch. How I wouldn't watch. I couldn't bro. imagine seeing someone. What does it look like for someone to choose to get eaten by a shark? Eaten by sharks, I, dude. Like horrible. <sighs> Awful. Ugh. Makes me want to watch Deep Blue Sea again. Dude, fucking. Have you ever seen that movie? I don't think That's so. That Sam Jackson movie about, like, super shark, smart sharks? No, it's, I haven't. It's kind of ridiculous. Mm. It's, like, it's funny because it as far ridiculous. as, like, uh, monster movies go, they never get the hand up on these motherfuckers. It's them losing for the whole movie. Nice. It's pretty tight. Nice. Uh, anyway, the reason behind the long time to rescue was multivariable. Most Navy ships are plotted on a board to estimate their arrival time. Then that's that's what they would do to like keep track of their ships. But they deemed that the Indy was so large and heavily armed, they're like, it'll get there. Yeah. They don't. yeah. So they didn't yeah. keep track of that ship. No, no, of course. The ship's failure to arrive on the predicted date was actually known to an officer at the, in Okinawa who didn't investigate it or nice. tell anyone. So ad. He got a letter of reprimand yeah. later. A letter? Nice. A letter of reprimand, though. But so how dare man you? Will shake your finger at him. And as we now know is standard procedure, a system was developed after to report ship movements to prevent these disasters in the future. Uh, classic. A bunch of people have to die yeah, because of for negligence you to fucking for us put to in, come up yeah. with a better it idea. It seems pretty obvious to yeah. like keep track of ships. I don't, <laughs> I don't especially know. Those ones, big as fuck. Yeah, say especially big ones and ones that were carrying enough plutonium to make a little boy. I don't <laughs> True. Know, yeah. Uh, the captain, Charles B. McVeigh III, survived the sinking. He was the last man to abandon ship and was rescued and then promptly court-martialed. The Navy blamed him for the sinking, asserting that he should have zigzagged the ship to uh, to avoid the torpedoes. Yeah, let me zigzag this fucking state. Oh, wide, the, like a this flagship yeah, yeah. cruiser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the defense Hold asserted on, let me serpentine in the water real quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that is procedure, but I'll get into that. Yeah. So the defense asserted with evidence it was the navy's fault for the ship even fucking being out there. Normally, it's supposed to have a uh, accompanying ship yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's supposed to have uh, patrols in the area. And no one fucking told them there was a patrolling Japanese submarine in yeah. the area, even though they did know about it. Really? Yes. Dude, yeah, so it was... They were even kind of told, like, ah, you're fine out fucky there. Fucky-wuckies from the Navy, yes. dog. And also, I was curious about that, too. I was like, wouldn't such a big ship have, like, have like an escort of some sort? Normally, that, that yeah. Because it's like when fucking hell, like... A high-valued person in a helicopter is flying through the sky. They've got like three helicopters or or some kind yeah. of like personal armed escort following them just in case shit goes south. So, 
<coughs> the prosecution for the Navy actually got the fucking admiral, the admiral of the submarine that shot this ship. They got him to testify for them. And he even said zigzagging would have done anything. He's yeah. like, I shot six fucking torpedoes at yes. him. I was going to hit man him. Man torpedoes. Was, he's like, I'm a professional. I was close as fuck, and I had yeah. six torpedoes. They weren't man. These were the oh, unmanned oh, okay, ones. Yeah. okay. But, like, he's like, it was doomed. Yeah, you were fucked Because the ship, like, the submarine saw them coming towards it. They were coming right at it. They submerged. It goes over them. They flip up, and they just blast it. You know, they yeah. were close as fuck. Jesus. It never stood a chance. Um, the they Then the Navy prosecution even got a U.S. sub commander testify and he's like zigzag wouldn't have done anything i mean, would have blasted him out of yeah. the water As, which i was like what the fuck <laughs> it, he was convicted he was convicted for failing to zigzag likely to bl- really yeah likely to pin the blame on someone who wasn't the fucking navy yeah but his sentence was remitted by nimitz himself and restored him to active duty oh, he's like suck that's off. Good. Fuck yeah I, it's good for standing up for fucking like Obviously, that guy just went through a traumatic fucking experience. Watch, watch his entire crew get eaten by sharks. Like, and you want to fucking convict him for not zigzagging? They're in like, the you water? didn't try hard enough to not sink. Yeah, like, fuck. It's like someone. You. It's like someone putting a gun directly in your face and shooting you, and they're being like, "Well, you should have ducked." Like, Why didn't you duck? Yeah. Like, are you what? fucking kidding Dude. me? I'm gonna quote the Wikipedia article for this next part directly because it was actually pretty well written and sums it up well. While many of Indianapolis survivors said McVeigh was not to blame for the sinking, the families of some of the men who died thought otherwise. Merry Christmas. Our family's holiday would have been a lot merrier if you hadn't killed my son, read one piece of mail to McVeigh. The guilt was uh, that was placed on his shoulders, mounted until he died by suicide in 1968, Damn. using his Navy-issued revolver. McVeigh was discovered on his front lawn by his gardener with a toy sailor in one hand and a revolver in the other, and he was 70 years old. Dude, that's I, fucked. I, the toy that's sailor, fucked, dude. Yeah. That, like, fucking You, you put hit. the blame on this guy for no reason. Like, and I'm like, dude. For no reason. What do you mean? There's a and ton it, of people. It was obvious, and, you know, like you said, it was it's obvious because they didn't want to, they didn't want the Navy to be at yes. fault. It's like when, it's like when the FBI, you know, unofficially blamed Richard Jewell for the Olympic Park yeah. bombing and then yeah. never cleared him because they didn't want to they didn't want to say that they were wrong. They didn't want to admit their fucking walking. Oh my god, that's fucking horrifying. In 1996, a sixth grade student started researching the Indianapolis for his class history project, eventually getting the attention of a retired congressional lobbyist who was supposed to be on the ship. It gained national attention as the boy flew to DC and advocated in televised national hearings for the clearing of McVeigh's name. And eventually, eventually, resolution was passed to exonerate him. The only man in the U.S. Navy at World War II court-martialed for his ship being sunk. That's fucked. Isn't that insane? That's fucked, Dude, bro. fuck the feds, yeah, dude. Fuck the That's feds. awful. That's so it's like, shitty. way to fucking honor your fucking yeah. soldiers. Jesus Christ. Isn't that insane? That's bananas. That's ridiculous. And the whole disaster itself is like a horror Yeah, a, fu- a, dude, a horror movie. Four yeah. days of shark attacks. Jesus Christ. Awful. I just saw the picture of that march in Boston. The dudes are wearing the same outfit. They look see? so stupid. They look dumb as fuck. Do you, see, do you see that post, though, about the uh, U-Haul that got pulled over? Yes, and, in Portland. Yeah, in yeah. Portland that had the same dudes in the back of it wearing the same outfit. You guys look real cute in your matching outfits, though. Fucking go to the mall, do some shopping. Oh, I know. Adorable. Oh, fuck white supremacists. They're like, community. Yeah. You guys are fucking fuck losers. You. you fucking pieces of shit. 
Fuck white supremacists. Um, but yeah, incredible story. That's that's a very harrowing, harrowing, harrowing. I could not spot. imagine surviving <laughs> that fucking nightmare. Hell I would no. never go over the ocean. I wouldn't go in. Yeah, I wouldn't go. No. I would I live in a land landlocked state thing. the rest. I'm of my moving life. to Kansas, yeah, bitch. <laughs> You'll never get <laughs> yeah, in the ocean. Get as far away from the ocean as possible. Um, so I'm covering the Oorang Medan. So I did this on my last crime and cosmetics and. I don't usually cover the same thing on the podcast and crime and cosmetics just because, like, you know, want to switch it up. But I really like the story a lot, and I didn't know. I played there. There's a uh, game called Man of Medan, and it's one of those like uh, anthology games where like you have to make decisions, and the person's like, oh, you know, so this like it affects your path in the in the game. So like, if you like have a choice to go left or go right, if you go left, it triggers one way to end the game and it right triggers another oh so um it's one of those ones that have like actual actors and actresses in it i don't know if you've played those like the the newest one that came out was called the quarry it's got fucking the kid for righteous gemstones in it and it's got oh. <laughs> the, yeah it's got super good graphics though and uh um super good graphics and it's got this guy this guy is like the narrator i forgot his name um I don't recognize I him. You don't recognize him? He's like, uh, who the fuck? Oh, is he? he was he the dad in Peacemaker? Oh, Did you watch that? No, uh, uh, man. Peacekeeper? Peacemaker, uh, right? Man. You didn't watch Peacemaker? With John Cena? Uh, I, oh, I didn't watch the show, but I watched the oh, movie. Oh, you gotta watch yeah. The show is actually I heard awesome. it. Yeah, no, he was a he awesome. was a really funny fucking Dude, character. he was a great actor in that show. I couldn't believe I it. I love John Cena. I was like, Cena. John Cena's got chops. Dude, John Cena's a fucking, He can like, do it all. John Cena is a... Oh, Brenda Song's in the quarry. Yeah, yeah Brenda Song's in the quarry. Um, We thought one of the kids... Oh, this is... This is fucking Earl's brother. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my Dude, God. Yeah. Scientologist. Um, yeah, Scientologist. I know. Yeah, he yeah. is a Scientologist. Sad. I thought uh, we thought the kid Dylan in the quarry was one of the Sprouse brothers because he looks just like one oh. of them. Um, and then the other guy is from, uh, fuck, what's it called? Oh, I can't remember. It's like one of those sitcoms that, um, damn, I, New Girl, I think it is. I think he's one of the people in New Girl. Oh. Uh, it, but it's one of those games that has like you know actual. Who is the fucking name of the Michael game? Shannon was in a shitty uh, 2020 movie called The Quarry too. Really? Yeah. Good old Michael. I Shannon. I might just watch it because he's in it. To be honest. Um, I can't. I can't. I don't know who the fuck this curator is. I guess he looks like an actual actor. What was the uh, point of why we were talking about? Oh, because it's they made a game, Man of Medan, about this ship. I didn't know it was based on a true story. And um. I looked it up and was like, oh fuck. So, um, it's the SS Oorang uh, Medan. It's a Dutch merchant ship that fell victim to an unexplainable fate. <clears throat> um, so, basically the story goes that in June of 1947, which is speculated, a famed author, Gaddis, who was the dude who term, coined the term Bermuda Triangle, um, he says the approximate date was early February 1948. Um, but but he's also the guy who coined the term. Yeah, <laughs> also true. <laughs> oh, already. Yeah, but nonetheless, uh, so two American vessels are navigating the Strait of Malacca, which is a very narrow stretch of water that measures around uh, 480 miles in length. That is between the Manay, Man, uh, Malay Peninsula and the Indonesian island of Sumatra. Uh, so the Strait of Malacca is like one of the most important shipping lanes in the world and sees like an incredible amount of traffic. Around 260 ships pass through 
the straight each day. Carrying, oh my god! Yeah, carrying like one quarter of the world's trade goods. Like Damn. it's an incredibly like heavily populated uh, uh, shipping lane. <clears throat> shipping lane. Yeah, sorry. Um, so um, it's also one of the most congested shipping lanes in the world. Narrowing narrow it narrows at about one and a half miles wide. And over the last century, it's seen about thirty sunken ships, which sa- doesn't sound like a lot. When you're talking about like major shipping and cargo boats, like that's kind of fucking devastating. Um, so the Strait of Malacca also has a bone chilling reputation due to the unexpandable fate of the SS Urang Medan. <clears throat> so, uh, as I was saying, these two American vessels are navigating through the Strait of Malacca. The city of Baltimore and the Silver Star uh, are their names. So they begin to pick up a strange distress signal, and it's so a radio operator operator aboard the uh, Medan sends out the following message in Morse, Morse code. It says, SOS from Urang Medan. We float, and it stops, and it says, all officer, including captain, dead in chart room and on bridge. Probably whole crew dead. And then it's followed by a mix, a uh, uh, confusing mix of, like, random dots yeah. and dashes. And then, the more, and then, like, a couple minutes later, another Morse code message, message comes in, and it just says, I die. It's like, so, <laughs> yeah. it's like in... Uh... Monty Python when he's like, so once the final coherent message passed through the radio waves, the ring Medan fell silent and nothing more was heard from the ship. So authorities were alerted and put out a signal to all near ships to remain alert, keep their eyes out for anything out of the ordinary in the ocean. So uh, ships began searching their immediate area for maybe some signs of like uh, where the signal had originated from, but they couldn't seem to locate the source. And, you know, I mean, what else can they do? So finally, with the help of British and Dutch listening posts, they were able to triangulate where the signal had came from. And the signal had been pinpointed far out in the middle of the Indian Ocean, uh, way a ways off like major shipping lanes, which didn't make a lot of sense because what would a ship be doing? Yeah. If it's like a cargo carrier, like why would you be way out there for no reason? So the uh, the American merchant vessel, the Silver Store, got this short end of the stick because they were closest to where it was coming from. So they were like, "Gotta go out there and look for them." Oh, uh, fuck. fuck me! You dude. gotta go look at the boat. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't want to. Do um, so they're basically given the coordinates where the signal came from, and they put themselves on course and go about their merry way. So the captain of the Silver Star. Um, being one of the ships had heard the contents of the transmission and quickly set course and was like, fuck, okay, I guess. All like, right. God damn it. Um, and You're like, what'd the message say? <laughs> I, do- yeah, I don't want to. I would like to not go. Sh- we'll yeah. take good pictures from um, our ship. What's, what time did World War II in? 45. 45, okay. Like August. Um, so, uh, bu- 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 Wait, what year was this? This is either 47 or 48. Okay. So, okay. right after. That's why I was... Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so they set sail, fucking going out their way to do this. So within a few hours, the Medan can be seen on the horizon uh, by the Silver Star crew. And what puzzled the crew was they had received a distress signal that everyone on the ship was dead. But from what they could see, the Medan didn't be under... It wasn't under any duress. Like, there was no billowing smoke indicating a catastrophic failure. No movement could be seen on the decks that would indicate that they, they'd been taken over by pirates. Um, it's just literally nothing to lead the Silver Star crew into thinking this ship was in any kind of distress. Um, so as the Silver Star approached, they sent numerous signals trying to make contact with the Medan to let them know that they had arrived, but no signals came back to them. Uh, the Silver Star approached the Medan. The crew tethers the ships together. 
to get ready to tow, and another crew is assembled to basically go and rescue the people inside the Medan. Uh, and they begin preparing themselves for what lies ahead because, like, apparently everybody's fucking dead here. What's going on? It's insane. Yeah, so as the rescue party boards the Medan, they are greeted with the corpses of the Dutch crew littered on the ship deck. Every one of them seems to have died of literal fright, like just died of fear. Um, their eyes are wide open, their mouths are hung open, and their face their faces are twisted in horrible expressions of fear and their limbs are stuck in positions that suggest they had been fighting something. Um, even the ship's dog was found deceased, frozen in like a defensive position, baring its teeth. What the fuck? <clears throat> yeah. So what the fuck? Yeah. So the captain of the dam was found on the bridge with the rest of the officers in the wheelhouse and in the chart room. I would just get off the ship. <laughs> fuck it's, it. We're out I, I'd like crawl up, see all the corpses. Yeah. Like, nope. Hard Sorry. pass. Hard there, pass. Yeah. It's guys. No one's alive. So. Hard pass. And they all look like they were killed by a ghost. (laughs) ghost Yeah. (laughs) So, um, they. You want to. Yeah, you have some of that. Sippy poo. Go ahead. Um, So, Uh, the engineering crew of the Medan was found at their stations, and the radio operator, the one who had originally transmitted the chilling SOS signal, was was found with his body strewn across the communications. He does die. Yeah, he's dead. He He was was right. He was right. He died. (laughs) (laughs) He died. Um, So it made the discovery of mass amounts of casualties in the Medan even more mysterious and terrifying is that... How many people is this, have you said? uh, No, I haven't said. I don't think it really tells you how many people were on the crew. Um, you can look it up. I, I didn't see a number. How do you spell <laughs> this boat? Um, O-U-R-A-N-G, uh, M-E-D-A-N. Oh. O-Ring Medan is oh. the name of it. It translates to Man of Medan. Um, O-U-R-A-N-G. Oh, like okay. orange with a U. O-Ring. O-E. There it is. There it is. Already. Um, so where was I? Um, like a pop punk Dude, yeah. chorus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what made the discovery of the mass amount of casualties on the Medan even more mysterious and terrifying is that despite their horrific features and that their bodies were frozen in positions that suggest they had been fighting something off of them, none of the deceased crew showed any signs of injuries. They bared no lacerations, no traumatic wounds, nothing that would, you know... That would that the search crew would be able to like recognize a, re, a way of death like oh this dude suffered head trauma or this guy sounds like just, carbon monoxide so we'll get there so um, the crew for what it's worth all looked like healthy individuals so the idea that they would randomly drop dead in such a horrific manner really just didn't make sense at all um, and also the corpses themselves had already begun to decompose much faster than one would have expected. And on top of, of all these bizarre findings, <clears throat> as the men were traveling, on, like walking around the, the, the deck of the Medan, uh, there was a really like cold, like really, the, the air was really cold is what they said. It was really chilly on the Medan, despite it being around 100 degrees Fahrenheit that day. Mm. So after this wild shit, the captain is still mission focused. So he's like, all right, we're going to tow the ship back to port, take it to a salvage yard, and so they can also launch an investigation. So the crew loads back on the Silver Star. They're getting ready to tow the Medan back to port when a fire suddenly breaks out in the number four cargo hold. So the crew was able to cut their tow ropes to the very last possible second before the Medan explodes an array of fucking spectral fire and smoke, and the force was big enough to lift the Medan completely out of the water. 
It, like, exploded? Uh, yeah, yeah. Apparently a fire oh. broke out and it exploded. So the Medan quickly breaks apart and sinks to the bottom of the ocean. Since the Coast Guard, uh, so the Coast Guard had officially reported on this incident in May of 1952. They really did? Yeah. So what happened to the actual crew, though, has been shrouded in mystery and speculation. Some theorists suggest that the Medan had been part of a top-secret government experience, uh, experiment along the lines of Project Philadelphia. I don't know if you've read about Project Philadelphia. I was just thinking it sounded it like was, it was carrying. So it was so Project Philadelphia was an event that was claimed to be witnessed by an ex-merchant mariner when the U.S. Navy attempted to make the destroyer escort the USS Eldridge invisible, invisible yeah. which apparently resulted in a number like a number of crew being physically fused to the ship's like the actual ship itself uh, or falling ill, ill real? with severe, severe mental disorders or some men being rematerialized inside out. <laughs> uh, it said it was witness, but you know, you never know with shit like that. But it also, I wouldn't put it past the government to experiment with like trying to make things invisible and using yeah. t- terrible ways to do it. I read a book. I'm pretty sure <laughs> about this. It was fiction, and then they end up teleporting the ship. That was yeah, what that's happened. what that's you what, know what I'm yeah, about? yeah 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 yeah. Um, it was about this. I don't know if this did or didn't happen. I mean, it does sound yeah, not. Yeah. So others believe that the ship was attacked by a powerful supernatural force or something paranormal. Lane, yeah, sure. There is also people who doubt the ship even existed at all. Investor in, investigators researching researching the ship found that the name Urang Madan did not appear in any maritime records that had uh, and had not been registered at any port. Um, so Otto. Milke, a German author, published research in 1954 that was supposedly authenticated by members of the Silver Star's crew who were there the day they discovered the Medan. Otto cited information that was previously unpunished or unpublished, such as the ship's last known location and things of that nature, but more importantly, it cited the cargo that was potentially being carried in the belly of the Medan. Potassium cyanide and nitroglycerin, the fact that so the fact that the Medan was potentially storing this lethal cargo led people to believe that the Medan was involved in some underworld smuggling operation and and as authorities would never allow the ship to leave port carrying that cargo, um, they had to do what they could to stay under the radar. So hmm. it's speculated that the Medan was in fact another ship altogether that had quickly oh. renamed itself uh, oh. while at sea to disguise the identity of the ship, which would explain it not oh. being registered anywhere. And this would explain why the Medan was so far off shipping routes as, as to avoid detection. Yeah, so Whoa, that's something. Um, so it's theorized that seawater had entered the cargo hold and mixed with the improperly stored potassium cyanide and began re- releasing highly poisonous gases, which then killed the crew. And then later, the seawater reached the nitroglycerin and caused an adverse reaction, which sparked fire, triggered the explosion. So, which is why, which my whole thing too is like, if it killed, if it killed the crew of the Medan, um, one, why wasn't the Silver Star crew poisoned when they showed up? And also, I don't understand how it would kill people who were on the deck, and you're such a ventilated area, and like you're not. If it was a lot, yeah, it would work. I mean, or there maybe there was. Muggling weird old I, Japanese I nerve agents, so, you know. So we'll talk about that. Away yeah. after. So after that theory, um, another theory is that the ship was carrying Tabun or Tabun. I can't remember how you pronounce it. 
But it's an extremely toxic nerve agent and has been mass produced and was mass produced uh, by the Germans in World War II. So after World War II, yeah. Western allies were busy persuading German Nazis, uh, sorry, scientists to defect and come west, <laughs> basically giving <laughs> shitty Nazis immunity, which is something that happened, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I mean, the, our entire NASA <laughs> rocket program was yeah. Werner von Braun, yeah. a, a German scientist. <laughs> they so, weren't all Nazis, but. They, I don't Some know. Some of them were not Nazis. Some of them were. Yeah. 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 That's a so, good way to phrase it. <laughs> it's believed that since the U.S. was very much into the research of bioweapons at the time, it could be that they had charted an unregistered cargo ship and hired a foreign crew as to distance themselves as much as they could from the operation to transport this Taban back to the West. Taban also has a low persistence rate level, meaning it could have completely dis, uh, yeah. dissipated by the time the rescue crew arrived, and it also blocks the neurotransmitters that cause the muscles to relax, which would Ooh, maybe, maybe explain the yeah. distorted bodies. Uh, there's also stories of a man who actually survived the incident of the Medan and was found by an Italian missionaries and natives on Teungoy uh, Atoll in the Marshall Islands. The man apparently, before dying told the missionary that the ship was carrying badly stowed cargo of oil of vitriol, which was sulfuric acid, and uh, some of the containers broke and caused poisonous fumes to kill the entire crew. Uh. Uh, according to this story, the Medan was sailing from an unnamed small ch- Chinese port to uh, Costa Rica and was actively trying to avoid authorities. The survivor was a German man who subsequently died after telling the missionary the story, and the missionary went to tell the author, Silvio Cercelli. So the fate of the Medan is still shrouded shrouded in mystery to this day. Some believe that the Medan simply never existed, and it's uh, nothing but a tall tale of the sea that sailors would tell to scare each other, uh, to tell other seamen. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I believe, you know, I personally believe that the Medan existed and met an ill fate. But like, you know, why would the Coast Guard report on it if it? You yeah, know, it there's didn't enough have some like sustenance? weird specific reports yeah. about the thing happening that yeah. makes me like. Uh, I think something yeah. went down. But what caused, like, it everybody to die, you know, I don't fucking know. It could definitely, you know, it sounds plausible they were carrying some kind of nerve agent that, um, that some weird caused shit. something. Yeah, 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 I definitely believe that. And I mean, I especially post-war. The- <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's grabbing whatever they can get their fucking hands on. I'm sure no one has, like, a perfect inventory of yeah, where the fuck everything no, absolutely is. absolutely not. That's and, pretty insane, and I can and and you know I can imagine the government being involved in something and like not wanting this. to and talk not, about yeah. it much. Yeah, and, definitely. But not. on also on the story of uh, you know the the German guy who um, the German guy who was apparently a survivor. I don't know because like the whole, apparently the entire crew of the Manan was a Dutch. I don't know. I mean, I know it's confusing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Could That's pretty be. crazy. Yeah, it's wild. It's a good story though. It is for sure. Definitely don't want to be on a boat. Yeah, fuck no, dude. Boats are scary. Boats Boats extravaganza episode. It's just weird. You can. Um, It's something about the oceans, Uh, dude. I don't know, man. It's like you're just helpless. The fact that you can, there, there is a point on the ocean you could go to where, for like 500 miles, there's nobody near you. Yep, and it's even Mm. possible that a satellite isn't looking at you, and you are literally the most undiscoverable being on the face of the planet, bro. What a nightmare! I like my privacy, but I need that's too much. Yeah, I need rescue to be around the corner. Um, be around the corner if I some shit goes down. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we'll be yeah, you're gonna be late. We'll be back next. Yeah, no, I already am late. We will be next next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Yes. Uh, I will. S- 
Same time? Think, yeah, same time. I don't know. What the I have no idea what I'm covering. Wait, this is our episode nine, so the next one is going to be our last mid-season Yeah, episode. then we're going to do a Lucy. We're going to do a Lucy. And then we will take... If you guys have ideas, send them yeah, to Yeah, let us, us know. Pull up the mail. Email us at snackspacksmail at gmail.com. Yeah, or let me check on that Hit up the Instagram. Quick. The Instagram uh, is... Oh, I liked your, your most recent Insta post. The... Uh, my brain waiting for oh, you yeah, to stop. Oh, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Um, 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 yeah, Snacks Packs Podcast is the Insta handle. We forgot to say, like, review, subscribe, whatever. Uh, so our friend emailed us again and said, thanks for trying to pronounce Rome Sancho's song names. You said every name wrong, somehow getting worse every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Take it easy. Uh, you really had me cheesing and laughing. Great attempt, though. Some suggestions would be the Black Plague, the riots in New York City that started the Pride Parade. Stonewall riots would be good. Oh, that's not a bad uh, one. And Goose doing the Russian planes reminded me of the Kursk submarine that the Russians had, the Kursk. Yeah, uh, the K one. I, I thought about doing it's the Kursk an insane too. story that Russia had covered up for a while. There was yep. a Netflix movie about it called. The command. It's a thriller yeah. based on the true story. Can't think of any more at the moment. Mighty those are helpful. Mighty those are good. Again. Yeah, those are good. I, I, might, I probably won't cover, cover another ship next. Two, yeah, <laughs> probably too many ships. Yeah, too many. I don't want people story. to think this is all about. We've actually mm-hmm. covered. See, two, one plane movie, one plane, two ships. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe I'll try to find another natural disaster or something. Yeah, I'm I wish there was sure something like Firefest. Yeah, it's just dude. such. Ugh. Such a beauty, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's one. That's the most listened to of this ep- this season. Really? Everybody yeah, fire fest. Everyone fire loves fest. fucking fire It's so fest. fucking Dude, funny. It, it, it's a uh, what an insane story it is. Yeah. Um, but I'm late to work, so yeah. uh, we'll see you guys next week. Love you so much. Uh, bye bye.